0: The Rundown, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Luke Lipinski back here with you. The Arizona Coyotes now 6-5-1 on the season. They've won three in a row. All against st louis they've played four in a row against st louis they will play seven in a row against st louis joining us to talk about it on the culture automotive group sports line right now from az coyotes insider and also from the natural hat trick podcast you can find here on arizona com. craig morgan craig how are you doing tonight
1: i thought we were here to talk about show tunes
0: well we are um sure okay. go ahead why don't you why don't you start <laughs> I don't know anything Actually, about got, show
1: tunes. I got nothing more than that. I oh. just had a weird alarm go off. that surprised me. Oh, okay. Well, that's, so, that's good. It reminded me that I was coming on your show, though. So
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> how how do you feel about the Coyotes playing all 56 games against St. Louis, if it comes down to it?
1: Well, it may come to that uh, the way the NHL season is going right now with more and more games being canceled. I think we had another one postponed today. So uh, I'm not sure what the count is, but it, it's getting out of control here. and. And that's another story, but it hasn't, you know, the COVID hasn't hit the Coyotes in terms of taking some of their players out of the lineup, so that's a plus. And and obviously the way they played in St. Louis was, I don't don't think we can emphasize this enough, Luke. That was really impressive. That's a team that expects to contend for the Cup. Uh, They won the Cup two seasons ago that's a really good team and to go on the road and beat them three straight games is a really difficult thing to do. If you listen to the blues talking before that last game, the coach, the players, they really felt like they had to have that next game. They were going to throw everything they had at the coyotes really play that heavy style, get the poor check going. And yet Coyotes tied it up late and winning the shootout and they just seem to have the Blues number right now.
0: Yeah, it was a Conn Smythe Trophy winner, 2019 Conn Smythe Trophy winner Ryan O'Reilly wasn't real happy after the game. But I made this point the other day to somebody. It is, you know, you beat a team like St. Louis three times in a row and that's impressive no matter how you do it. But to do it three straight games in their building and, and after you just played them. So it's four, like it's not like they beat the Blues and then, you know, two months from now they beat the Blues because St. Louis has a couple injuries and then at the end of the season the Blues are already in, the Coyotes catch them again then. This is three straight. And to your point, the Blues are like, enough of this. And the Coyotes still beat them anyway.
1: Yeah, that's it. And, I, you know, look, they had a chance to win that other game too. I, I don't know if this is just a situation where one team matches up well with another or has its number. We'll see when they start actually playing other teams, assuming they will play other teams. <laughs> but, again, it's it's just really impressive to beat a team that, that a lot of a lot of folks think can contend for a cup this season. Uh,
0: one thing that has been, I mean, the, the Coyotes have played 12 games and eight of them have been against St. Louis and Vegas, so you can only read so much into this. But even in the San Jose and Anaheim series that were just two gamers, they've gotten better for the most part as these series have gone on. And I, I would say this, too. I mean, out of 12 games, Craig, I think they've played well for parts of or all of 11 of those 12 games.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. And Rick, Rick Tuckett said that himself on a Zoom call recently. There's only one game where they were really out of it. So when you – and you just mentioned it, too. They played most of their games against St. Louis and Vegas. Those are two of the best teams in the NHL. So – what happens when they start getting, you know, what Minnesota has had so far, a steady diet of California teams? Can they take advantage of that and go on a run? Again, we're going to have to wait and see. Hopefully that will actually happen. They'll play those games. I don't know what's going to happen with this season. But, I, you know, when you, you look at their record, you say, well, they're just above 500. But when you consider who they've played thus far, I think they're in a good position right now.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Minnesota, and they are a team that they've come back to earth a little bit. They're 6-5, and but most people believed coming into the season it would come down to the Coyotes or Minnesota for that fourth playoff. spot. Because you're in a division with Vegas, St. Louis, and Colorado. Those three teams are getting in. I mean, is there any sort of indication as to how they can make up the games against Minnesota specifically? Because it'd be weird to be in a playoff race against a team in your division that you're just not playing.
1: Not at this point. I mean, we, we don't know what's going to happen. The, the, as we knew coming in, you know, everyone was saying it, I guess we didn't know it, but everyone was preparing us for the idea that this the schedule is going to be very fluid. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, they do have some dates later in the season where they can fill in some of those games, uh, but we're going to, you know, we'll have to assume that other games won't be postponed and they'll just run out of available dates. It may come to the point where they, they just play less games, Luke, uh, and an even uneven number of games between the teams too. So, we have to go on winning percentage, just like we did uh, last season when they chose the playoff teams.
0: Um, we'll get back to the Coyotes in a second, but I assume if Toronto goes on a run and makes the Stanley Cup, that Canadian division's never going away.
1: <laughs> Let's hope so. Actually, you know, I've, I've been thinking about realignment. You know how I feel about it. You know how I feel about the NHL's plans for realignment, which is basically moving the Coyotes and not worrying about anyone else. <laughs> I would like to see them, you know, I've written this before. I'd love to see them go to the NFL model where they have eight, 14 divisions. I think that works well. And with Seattle coming in, they will obviously have 32 divisions. But if they want to stick with four, 18 divisions, how about keeping that Canadian division, ensuring that a Canadian team makes the final four every year, and maybe you just move like Buffalo into the Canadian division because they're basically in Canada anyway, and they don't really have much say, do they? They probably have more say than the Coyotes, but... Hey, if, it, if somebody else is actually interested in realigning the divisions another way than the league has planned – Maybe that will carry more weight than just the Canadians cry, or the uh, Coyotes crying out here in the wilderness.
0: Yeah, uh, you're painting a very uh, vivid wildlife picture there with coyotes crying out in the wilderness. I'd be all for the Canadian division. I just I don't like the model where one team from each division makes the playoffs and, and you're only playing playoff games against your division. But back to the Coyotes, Clayton Keller struggled. He had a couple good games against San Jose and then really disappeared against Vegas and Anaheim. He always plays well against St. Louis. I'm assuming he's behind this schedule where they play. St. Louis seven straight times because he has gotten going. Specifically, that game tying goal the other night with seven tenths of a second left. Craig, you've covered this team for a long time too. That's not a goal the Coyotes usually score. That's the goal the Coyotes usually get scored against them.
1: Yes, I mean we we know what they've done with the goalie pulled in the past few years. It, it hasn't been pretty. It's, it's not even like they they get a lot of chances. It's just ugly to watch the last couple seasons. So that's a nice sign. And you mentioned Clayton Keller. Look, I think a lot of what's going on with him recently is the line mates. He's, he has to play a certain way with those guys. It And there's a lot less, I think, thinking. Uh, Rick Tockett Talk talked about this, how when he gets into the offensive zone, he's always looking to make that extra play instead of just thinking, get it to the net or get to the net myself. Uh, I think you're seeing a little bit more of a direct Clayton Keller lately. And, and again, I, I think his line mates are helping that with the way they're playing, Connor Garland and Nick Schmaltz. But, Hopefully he can get going because if if all three members of that line are going, man, they've been fun to watch, Luke. That's been a really electric line. And if you look at the underlying numbers, their possession numbers, they're elite right now.
0: Yeah, a legitimate skill line for the Coyotes. And I know Rick Tockett <laughs> jokingly called him the short leash line at first because he's like, if you guys don't play defense, we're breaking this up. They have. They've played well. Um, talking to Craig Morgan of AZ Coyotes Insider and, of course, the Natural Trick podcast here on ArizonaSports.com with myself. On that podcast, we talked to Connor Garland a little bit before the season. He was on for a good 40 minutes, just kind of going through what he has uh, in store for this upcoming season. And now we're here. He talked about the improvements he tried to make Craig, I, Garland has improved each year he's been in the league, but the jump from mm-hmm. last year to this year, it is remarkable. I mean, you talk about that line being elite in some ways. It's not only because of him, but there are good stretches of games where he looks legitimately elite. No no question about it. I, yeah, you can't take your eyes off this guy when he's on the ice now.
1: He's always doing something exciting. And, you know, he and talk talked. Obviously, he he mentioned in that story that I wrote earlier and on our podcast as well that he wanted to become you know, more of the player that he was in juniors where he was facilitating as well as still scoring. But the thing that he talked about with Rick Tockett was playing with more structure, being more responsible away from the puck and, and in the defensive zone. He's done all of that. So you see him out in late-game situations and important situations because Rick Tockett just trusts him completely. And by the way, Connor Garland and Christian Dvorak are averaging more than a point per game. When's the last time? In fact, I know what the last time was. It was Ladislav Nagy that was the last player in Coyote's history to average a point per game over a significant amount of games. Can you imagine if that happens? I mean, imagine if he becomes that type of player. Where he's a point per game player right now, the way he's playing, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, the skating—it's it's ridiculous. He's so difficult to to cover because if you've ever played hockey, those guys that just go right to left and right to left and just keep working with the puck—I mean, he just tires defensemen out. Uh, Craig, we, before we hit the uh, the break here, I want to ask you about Jacob Chickren because the Coyotes have played a good chunk of this season without Oliver Ekman Larson, which is is a major loss. But Chickren has really stepped up as a number one defenseman.
1: Yeah, I don't know where they'd be without his offense because they really hadn't been getting it from anyone other than OEL before he went out of the lineup. And then just very recently, Jordan Ostley has uh, chipped in with some points, but, but they're not getting a lot of offense from their defensemen. So he's been critical because that's, I mean, that's, that's the NHL now. You can't just do it with your forward line. You need to get the defensemen involved. And he's been very involved. I have seen some signs from the other guys of, you know, you'll see guys get down toward the net, but Jacob Chickren is taking advantage of that a lot. I think the one thing that if I have a criticism of his offense right now, He's just got to hit the net more. He's got a lot of missed shots and a lot of blocked shots, and I know they're talking to him about that. But, again, he's he's a young defenseman developing right before our eyes, and he's been been really impressive so far.
0: Nobody knows more about the Arizona Coyotes. Craig Morgan, great stuff. Thanks for the time, and I'm going to talk to you in like 12 hours when we record a podcast.
1: (laughs) All right, Luke, I'll see you tomorrow.